Hey guys, what's up? Uh, Natalie here. I am back with another podcast and I'm a little rusty (laughs) to say the least. So um, I know it's been a couple of months since I updated you guys or um, recorded anything. So this episode is pretty much um, what I've been up to since like October uh, getting laid off, not settling, and um, just pushing through, hustling, working, working, working. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. And I hope there's at least one thing you guys can get out of this. All right. All right. So I think um, most of the people who listen to this, or at least my really close friends and family, obviously all know that I have lived in many cities, three to say, yeah, three major cities, um, and I am 25 years old. So I know that there's there are a ton of people out there who have lived in way more places than that, um, but being on my own from the time I'm 18 to 25, three cities in seven years. I think that's like, you know, pretty substantial, but what do I know? Anyways, I tend to ramble on a lot. So, um, if you don't like that, then I guess this isn't the podcast for you, but if you do, uh, yeah, that's what I do here. So the, uh, main topic for this podcast is getting laid off. Yeah, that was something else. Pretty crazy stiff. So let me give you guys full like visual of this. Natalie graduates college in Philly and two months, not even, I was back, I was in Atlanta. I graduated college and it was almost like days after that I got the full-time offer from the company I was working for to take a full-time position and move down to Atlanta. So I was like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Um, At that point in my life, I was like going through a lot in my relationship. Um, I wasn't the healthiest because I just like I mean, anybody who knows this, like college, like you just eat whatever, you don't get enough sleep, you run yourself like into the ground because you're just working so hard. And already the type of person that I am, it's even more amplified because I work myself to death. Um, anyways, so I just wasn't a healthy in a healthy place in my life. Like, I, yes, I was very happy because I had accomplished finishing college, but other than that, things were really tough. So I was really ready for a change. I couldn't wait to come down to Atlanta. And I got here and everything was going really, really well. Like I had a beautiful, oh, sorry guys. Cosmo just jumped up on the um, dining room table and it scared the crap out of me. Whew, bud. I was hoping he'd say hi, but nope. So anyways, Um, everything was going great. My, I had moved down here so fast that I didn't have time to actually 
like search for apartments in person, everything. I did everything online. And the apartment that I found was, it's 1.8 miles away from where my job was. And the grounds are very, very pretty, very well kept. Everybody, it's very quiet. Uh, there's a lot of trees everywhere. So very different from Philadelphia, where there's just like buildings, people, a lot of noise all the time, small studio, one bedroom apartments. Um, at least that's what I lived in. I had a studio for two years in Philly, and then I had a one bedroom for a little over a year. So I guess it was almost three years that I had my studio then. Yeah. So anyways, uh, the apartment ended up being beautiful here. I have nice French doors. I have a balcony. Like I said, it's like in a very nice, like wooded area, quiet, but I'm still close. I'm still like a 10 minute drive from downtown Atlanta. I live right here in Buckhead. Um, so it's great. I probably shouldn't tell people where I live. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, it's really, so that worked out. And one of the things too, that I mentioned, um, about living in Philadelphia, like I wasn't really that healthy. Like I tried going to the gym when I could, but if I'm being honest, like it really wasn't doing much. I was eating really bad. Um, I would go out all the time, you know, hang out with friends, drink, uh, late nights on the weekends and also just like going to school and all that, you know, that's just like the life that's just like college in general. So, um, one of the big things that I really wanted to do for myself when I moved down to Atlanta, apart from mental clarity was also physical health and physical strength. So when I moved down here, I found out that my apartment has a beautiful, three-story gym that is separate from the actual like apartment buildings. So where I live, there's like five separate buildings and they have an entire building dedicated to the gym, which is like almost unheard of in most apartments. So it's so amazing. And twice a week they have a trainer come and anybody that lives in the development is allowed to participate in these hour long classes so I've been doing that since I moved here um, back in April. Well, I moved here in February, but I started doing that in like April. So I get to know the trainers. I get to know the owner of the company that it's called Fitness Love. And I've been doing that ever since. And my mentality, my physical and emotional health have changed. And it's just been amazing. So uh, I was also doing yoga a lot. Like everything in life was going really well. Like I also thrive when there's a big change in my life. Like that is when I think that the type of person I am, it just like works for me. Like, I don't know. I really, I adapt very easily to new environments, new settings, change. I love it. So it was, everything was going great. Work was good. I was getting the hang of things. And then months pass by and my routine gets bland. Like I'm doing the same thing every single day. Like wake up, wake up at seven, get to work at nine, leave work at five, go to yoga, come home, make food, um, watch TV or read a book or write in my journal, then go to sleep. And I was doing that every single day for, so I started like feeling kind of 
Like, so I guess this would say like September-ish, October. But the entire summer was really hard for me because I ended up getting a second job. So, you know, I just moved to this place. Everything's going really well. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm a little bored. My routine's getting a little like dull. I'm going to get a second job because I could really use the cash and it would be a great way for me to meet people. So I start working at this awesome restaurant here in town and I meet great people, but the manager there really didn't care that this was my part-time job. They were short-staffed and they needed me there five nights a week. So four or five nights a week. So that got to be a little crazy. My, then I like ended up becoming like literally a zombie, just going through the motions all the time, every single day. So I ended up quitting that job, come, going back to full-time. And I don't know. It was just like, it was really, really unfulfilling for me. Like it got to the point where I enjoyed working at the restaurant more than I enjoyed being at my full-time job. And that was really sad for me because I love designing. I love being hands-on. I love being creative and just like being in an unconventional work environment. And, and, you know, I had shared with them a little bit that I was kind of like depressed being in Atlanta by myself. And I think that like, Ooh, I shouldn't have told them that because again, going back to what I was saying, like people, at least in my experience, don't care about people. And I think that's so sad because if someone is coming to you and telling you that, like, I don't know, it's, it's really sad to see another human being treating another human being. And I'm like, not, I'm really like, but it's taken me so long to um, record this podcast because I didn't want to have emotion in it. But I'm just saying from like my experience and taking the emotion out of it, I think that if someone came to me and told me like, hey, um, I love working for this company, but right now this is how I'm feeling. I'm really depressed and I'm wondering if there's anything else that I can do for the company that will also allow me to make more money. I think that I would have responded a lot differently. And then two weeks later, finding out that like you're completely out of a job is very, very like, that's just so cutthroat. I'm sorry. I think it's really, really sad that somebody would do that to someone. So anyways, um, well, so anyways, like I brought up literally if there wasn't anything to do at work and things were slow, I would just be on my computer, literally thinking of like different ways to make money, different like side hustles, like where can I travel in the world? Like, what are like the best, what's the like most economical way to travel? Like, how can I, like, I just literally would, was doing anything to get my mind stimulated. And like, I don't know, I really wanted to, I would look up like different like recipes to make and different workouts to do. And like anything that I could literally get my hands on or that like made me feel great about myself, just the idea of traveling, like that's something that I've really wanted to do for a long time. But um, where I'm at in life right now, like I'm really building my foundation, building like that solid forever place for me. Um, I'm kind of at a point where like I'm tired of moving all the time. I just want to settle down and be in one place for long enough where I start building a home 
have like my group of friends, the places that I go all the time and then travel so that I know at least that I have a place to come home to. I think that after researching so much about like the digital nomad lifestyle and stuff like that, like I would love to vlog or blog or that kind of stuff, but I'm the type of person that like needs structure and I create structure for those around me. So it just, I don't know. I would love to maybe go and live in a foreign country for like a year or two, but right now it's not feasible. So again, um, ran rambling on and on and on. Also, I have a cat and a dog and they need, they need a forever home. And I'm obviously not going to get rid of them, which like, I think it's crazy that some people do get rid of their animals to go travel. Like good for you guys. That's amazing. But I just could never do that. Uh, so yeah, I'm just kind of in a place in my life where creating that stability for myself is crucial. So anyways, really, really depressing, pressing because I was like, wow, I like moved down here. I thought this was going to be like my, like such a dream. I was going to get to, I was supposed to like be excelling in my field and it just became like literally the same thing day in and day out, same thing day in and day out. Day <sighs> I'm talking like so fast and haven't taken any breaks. Okay, so I kind of had one day at work, we were talking and my manager had just like mentioned like, oh yeah, um, and corporate is coming like in next week or so. And I immediately, my stomach just like dropped and the thought popped in my head. I was like, they are going to fire me. So I, I like told my manager, I was like, you know, I feel like really, really um, anxious about them coming. Like it's, it's kind of scares me that they're coming. He's like, oh, don't feel like that. He's like, I used to feel like that all the time too back in the day, but it's just like a routine thing that they do. It's nothing serious. And I was like, okay. So the day comes that corporate is coming. And the night before corporate came, I actually was really feeling like a lot of heavy energy on me about like, you know, how unhappy I was at work, but I was really, really, really trying to have an attitude of gratitude and like see the good things about my job. And I kind of had hit a breakthrough where I was like, you know what? I'm very, very thankful for this job. I, I go in, I get my coffee, it's close to work um, or it's close to home. Like I can walk there, take the scooter, take the bus. It's a short lift ride because um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I do not have a car and I choose not to drive. Um, mostly because it's just not financially like feasible for me to have a car. And it's also just like, I think cars are like, one of the worst investments you can have because it's just a depleting asset. So, um, yeah, at this point in my life, again, I'm like very, very, it's very, very important to me to create a stable home for myself. So a car just isn't feasible. So I take the bus, I lift, I bird and lime have become one of my best friends. Um, and, or I walk, you know, when the weather is beautiful, I just walk, put my headphones in, listen to a podcast, listen to music. And I think it's really nice to have that time with myself. Uh, I think a lot of people, 
And I'm sure that people who drive have that time with themselves too. So it's kind of like the same thing. So, okay. Anyways, I had come to terms with like, you know, I was very grateful for the job and it was really a moment for me, a turning point for me because I had had that conversation with them about how I wanted more responsibility and like the conversation didn't really go that well, like that well. I'd also told them that I needed more money, like it wasn't going to work. I was like, if I'm got my tarot cards the night before the guy from corporate was going to come because I was feeling really, really good. Like I had a huge breakthrough. All of the discontentment, all of the anxiety, all of the sadness, all of the depression that I had been feeling for months about this job, like I almost resented moving. I resented like the environment I was in. It was all bad, but like something that night lifted off of me and uh, I brought my tarot cards out and there was a lot of um, transformative energy there. There was a lot of sorrow there. I'm actually going to flip to the page in my notebook. Um, I always, anytime that I do a reading, I always write in my notebook like what, like what I'm feeling, what I'm asking, what I'm certain or what I'm like seeking, whatever. And then I write down like, what my interpretations of the cards. So let me just flip to that page real quick. Oh, that's Cosmo. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you. Always scratching up my sofa. Like seriously, you have a million other things you can scratch. Um, oh, why am I lost here in my notebook? Okay, here we go. So this is October. Oh my gosh, wait a minute. Because I, oh wow. So it was October. Um, Yeah, it was October 30th, Wednesday, October 30th. Um, and okay, so I was just reading a little segment from my notebook and this is the night before I got laid off. So it says, the past few days have been high and low emotions, vibrating lower than usual. I've been doubting and not keeping my faith, questioning my purpose, learning how to be again, trying to find joy, peace, happiness. I know what I want out of life, but I often question how to get there. I want to get there by being a service and helping others. So how is this going to happen? Please show me what it is. What is it? How am I different? Give me confidence. I don't want to stay stuck forever. So, wow, I'm like, I'm like, sometimes I like never go back and read any of my journal entries because I literally, like sometimes the things like make me like so, like revisiting those emotions really are hard, is hard for me, especially I've told you guys before on my podcast, like I am an empath. So emotions run very, very high 
for me and they all like the feelings of other people also influence me a lot. So I try, it's really hard for me to go back and read some of my journal entries sometimes, but I then did a six card tarot reading and in that tarot reading, there was a lot of sorrow, um, but there was also a lot of strength showing as well through the cards. There was a lot of like onward change, evolution, um, but then there was like shock and awakening, like harsh, like this is going to happen like right away. And there were going to like one of the cards really was talking about like threats and obstacles. So I thought that it was insane that I wrote that journal entry. I had that, I did that tarot reading for myself. And then the next morning um, I walked in to work and so this is really crazy, and I mean, you guys can think whatever you want of me. I really don't care. So whenever I'm feeling like I need to, like, uh, okay, so I was wearing all black that day is what I'm trying to say. So I was wearing all black, and I had on these really, really awesome black flowy flare pants, a black turtleneck, and a black hat that I've been wearing a lot lately. It's like this French-style cute little not a beret, but it's like one of those hats that like girls used to wear in the 90s. And it's all black. I was wearing all black. My hair looked amazing because I have like a blonde bob right now. I had my makeup done. And I went to, I was wearing black high-heeled boots and your girl was working it, okay? I had a long leather trench coat on. And I love wearing black when I feel like, um, I feel like black like really protects me from some of the energy. It almost like creates a shield between me and the outside world. So it's like black is a very powerful color. So I, when I saw my, the guy from corporate, he looked at me and he's like, wow, Natalie, like you look amazing today. And I was like, thank you so much. And I was like starting to try not to be so anxious and like hide my anxiety because I had been feeling like I was going to lose my job for weeks at this point. And again, because my manager had told me like, Natalie, it's nothing like that. Don't worry about it. I was trying to also suppress those feelings at the same time. And so when we sat down and he told me my job had been terminated, I was in shock for like 30 seconds because I was literally like, okay, wow, Natalie, like you knew this was coming weeks ago wow, that tarot reading you had last night, wow, like, like A plus for effort for trying to make those feelings go away and hide those anxiousness feelings, but like you were right. So that was insane. And I kind of like, I had to step outside and I called one of my really good friends and like mentors. And then I called my mom and then I called Ken and I was just like, I cannot, I think I texted Ken actually. And, you know, I packed up my things, cleared everything off of my computer and I went home. It was raining. It was pouring down rain. And, um, Mercury had also entered retrograde that day, which is really funny. And it was on a new, there was a new moon in Scorpio. So this all happened at a very intense time in the world. And, it's just crazy how like all these different elements of our life that like we don't think are like 
I think a lot of people overlook them, but like you really have to pay attention to those things. Like anytime there's like a huge life changing event in my life, I always notice that it rains. So little things like that. But anyways, so that happened. Um, the next day I actually, it's so funny for me. So like that night, um, I think I bought myself a bottle of red wine. I mean, duh, who wouldn't? And I got myself some dinner, drank some wine, and I just like relaxed and, or at least tried to relax. So I kept going through all these emotions and thoughts, like saying that like, okay, I got myself fired because I like pushed them too hard or, or maybe this or maybe that. But, you know, you can't let like those types of thoughts in. And then I had talked to my grandmother on the phone and she told me that there was something that my grandfather used to preach about um, called divine discontentment. And he was, she was telling me, she's like, you weren't happy in the, in those months because, uh, so my grandparents, my grandfather was a Christian pastor. So I grew up with a very strong Christian background. And so my grandma, my grandmother was telling me that the Lord will make you feel discontentment in your current situation to prepare you for, um, to prepare you for what's a big change that's about to happen. And I really, really felt that, that that couldn't be more true. So, you know, I was talking, you know, with the, with the love and support of like all of my friends and my close loved ones and everything, I really got through it. And the next day I was having lunch with someone in the industry, talking to them about what had happened and should I go back to Philadelphia? Should I not? And he really just was like, no, Natalie, like, this is where you, this is where you are. And I really failed like that too. Like, this is where I've been placed. And there's a reason why I've been here. And even if the reason is just to have experienced working there and experienced experiencing getting laid off from my first full-time design position, even if that is the purpose, then I'm happy with all of my decisions up until now to move to Atlanta, to live here, to experience everything that I have so far. But I definitely am not giving up on this city yet. So um, him and I went to the design center. We went to, he took me to a bunch of events. I was meeting people. And that's kind of what I've been doing for the last whole month of November is just going to meet people, going to interviews, networking, working, 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 working on fixing my resume, updating my, re my portfolio, putting a design portfolio together from my previous job. And, you know, it really just proved to me like, wow, Natalie, like, look at what happens when you're put in a situation where the whole entire day is at your discretion. And look how much work you get done. Look how like much you push and do all these things. Like, and it just makes, it gave me a new sense of like pride in myself, but like a hum, like in a humble way. Um, because I usually tend to be like so hard on myself that it doesn't come from a place of loving myself. It comes from a place of just being constantly critical of myself. So in those moments when I can be proud of myself, it helps me to love myself from the accomplishments that I've done or like the overcoming certain obstacles, you know? So also over the summer, I was working um, at a restaurant. I think I mentioned that earlier on in this podcast. So, and that 
gave me another and also another sense of strength that I hadn't felt in myself before. Like I always knew like, yeah, I'm very strong. I'm independent. But for some reason that also just made me real, like actually opened my eyes to it. Like it wasn't like it was just words. It was actually like, wow, Natalie, like look, look at you, like look at what you're doing, look at how hard you're working. And I didn't need any like validation from anybody else. And I didn't need like recognition because I was just like, like I was enough. Like everything that I was doing, I felt, I don't know. I was just, yeah, rambling on again, but it was really, really nice feeling. So today is December 2nd and I ended up taking a job offer. I was super, super excited about it. And I went there for three days last week because we had Thanksgiving on Thursday and I didn't work on Friday. So over the weekend, I was talking to, again, like my loved ones, and I was just telling them, I was like, you know what, guys? Like, I am so, so grateful and thankful that I found a job and that I I proved to myself that, like, okay, look, like, I can do this. And I also told him, I was like, but I – I think I might've jumped the gun on this one. Like, I really think that I took this offer way too fast. I feel like, all right. So sorry guys, the, um, recording cut out. I guess you can only record 30 minute segments at a time. But what I was saying is I was at that job. I went for three days and I was really, really excited to be there and, it was really nice. I thought it would be a really great opportunity, but something just kind of like came over me the last day that I was there where I just knew that this wasn't the place. Like I couldn't wait to leave. I couldn't wait to get out of there. Like nobody there really like was giving me like any like real instruction. And it was just kind of like, that wasn't really why I didn't want to be there. It was just one of those things where I knew it wasn't for me. And that's why I didn't want to be there. So it wasn't just like, oh, I don't want to work. Uh, No, it was really just like, I don't think this is for me. Like I can already tell that I'm not going to be happy here long term. So um, my search continues and that's kind of like where I'm at. Little life update. I really try like not to get like super personal on social media and stuff. It's new for me, but I really think that it might be good for me and I could benefit if I do start um, sharing a little bit more with you guys. So let me know what you think. And thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Kind of changing it up a little bit. I think that my last podcast were a little too, um, I don't know, a little bit too, they were just funny. (laughs) So I'm trying to just like, you know, let just speak to you guys naturally as if I would be to a friend. And like I said, I hope that you guys can at least get one thing from what I'm saying. Cause ultimately I am here to help in any way that I can. And yeah, I look forward to making these podcasts again, making another one again. I'm going to try, I'm going to try no promises, <laughs> but I'm going to try to, do one every single week. So with that being said, I'm just going to end on the note that um, for October, I had a mantra. 
the mantra was disciplining my mind. So that was a big thing. Um, November, given everything I just said to you guys, um, I think that my mantra was just work, 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 work. And I know that's not really like a fun um, mantra and it might sound a little like it might kind of like a hard mantra to have, but honestly, like sometimes you just got to, you just have to be like very disciplined. And that's what, you know, the month before where I just like stayed disciplining my mind and like being more aware of like my thought patterns and stopping those negative thought patterns. And I think that that helped me also launch into a month of just being able to like work, 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 work. So for December, my mantra is do not settle. That's my mantra. And what I'm going to be focusing on for the month of December is writing up my five-year plan. So like, I love to plan for the future. That's just, like, in me. I love it. So I've obviously had, like, all of these over the last couple of years. I've had these these thoughts of, like, what I thought my five-year plan, plan looked like when you're in school and you're doing these things and you have certain goals. But they've always just kind of been, like, fleeting thoughts and, like, kind of, like, daydreams, honestly. So for the month of December – I'm focusing on seriously sitting down and writing out. Um, let's see. Actually, I have it like up here already. So like, what do I want out of life? What are things that I know about myself that I wish I didn't know? Um, what does my dream day-to-day routine look like in five years? Um, a lot of other like personal things, but... Those are just like a few. And at the top I have like by the time I turn 31, because I'm going to be 26 at the end of this month. It's my golden birthday. So um, it's actually going to be like by the time I'm 31. But hey, five year plan, whatever. Uh, I really feel like 2020 is going to be such a good year for so many people. And I'm really looking forward to it. So, yeah, I'm going to end on that note. Don't settle. and. Maybe let me know if you guys are going to also maybe work, think about your five-year plan. Um, I think it's a really fun thing to do, especially once you hit like mid-20s, because a lot of people that I listen to read and watch like entrepreneurs and stuff always say that like your 20s are the time when you're like, you need to figure your shite out. So yeah. All right, guys. I think I think I'm done here. I'll talk to you guys soon, and I hope you guys have a great day. Bye.